What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and here it is. Welcome to week 17 of my weekly NFL pick show for the 2017-2018 NFL season. The regular season end is upon us. And I know it's a cliche to say it, but it literally feels like yesterday that we were sitting down to record week one, and here we are already at week 17. It's been a great couple of months. Doesn't stop here, but the regular season certainly does. So there was some good to talk about from week 16. There was also some bad, and I'll be the first one to admit my failures. It was a really good week straight up, and it was a really bad week on the betting picks. So straight up, we went 11-5. and five. I will never argue with double digits. You've heard me say that before. That has me 158 up and 82 down on the season. As a bit of a graphic example of how good this season has been for me straight up, my five-season average, since I started making picks officially, my five-season average, my average season is 160, 95, and 1. So in order to hit my average, I only have to go 2 and 14 this week. It's a pretty good feeling. My all-time best season is 164 games picked correctly straight up. I think that was a season where there was a tie involved, but 164. So I only have to go 5 and 11 this week, sorry, 6 and 10, to match my all-time best. I only have to go 7 and 9 to set a new all-time personal best, which is a great feeling. We've had an excellent season picking the game straight up. Against the spread and over-under in week 16 was a completely different story. Against the spread, I only went 5 10 and 1. So it was a bad week against the spread. That has us under 500 now for the first time in a long time against the spread this season. We're only 112 and 117 against the spread with now 11 pushes against the spread, basically picking the opening lines from Tuesday. A little bit different this week. We're not recording until early Thursday morning. So we're not dealing with opening lines here we're dealing with midweek lines but 112 117 and 11 over under i only went 5 and 11 last week so i gave back a lot of the progress that we had made over under that has me 112 125 with three pushes on the over under there's no other way to sugarcoat it my betting picks have not been great this year but taking a look at the platinum gold silver and bronze there was a whole hell of a lot to like about my top four picks last week we were 4-0 straight up with baltimore beating indy 23-16 pittsburgh defeating houston 34-6 kc defeating miami 29-13 to clinch their division and new england defeating buffalo 37-16 closest game there was the bronze pick only decided by seven points and we were three and one against the spread so that was a really good week against the spread in these picks we got indianapolis plus 14, Pittsburgh minus nine and a half, and Kansas City minus 10. The only one that we missed was the Buffalo-New England game in the platinum pick. I told you to go Buffalo plus 11 and a half. They don't cover that. They lose the game by 21, three full touchdowns. So you know what? It was my fault for not strictly picking uh, New England and cover like a lot of people will do. Over under swing and a miss we went 0 and 4 on the over under which is again part of a microcosm of how my week went over under last week i told you to go over 41 in baltimore indy they get to 39 it's just going to be one of those weeks 
Told you to go over 44 in Pittsburgh, Houston. They get to 40. Told you to go over 43 and a half in KC, Miami. They only get to 42. So again, it's just going to be one of those weeks. And I told you to stay under 47 in New England, Buffalo, and they get to, what's that, quick math, 53. So again, New England, Buffalo was the one that I missed by the most, but there's two there that I only missed by like two points. So Vegas was very good with setting their opening lines. Taking a look at the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pick'em Pools for season six of my show and year four of Hatbox's pool, in the Bridgewater's Finest pool, I sit in fifth place now out of 35 managers, 1,396 out of 1,930 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 72%, which in any other season would be a championship clip. And in week 16, I brought in 112 out of 136 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 82%, so it was a very successful week for us in week 16. Not successful enough. Shout out to our week 16 winner, Teddy Ted, who I've called his name many times throughout the past six years doing this. I think he might have even won my league one year. Teddy Ted went 14-2 and two in week 16. And with that 14-2, and two, had an all-time successful week of 131 out of 136 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 96%, and in a 16-game week, you can't do much better than that. More than a Thielen remains our overall leader, 166 up, 74 down with no ties, obviously. 1,441 out of 1,930 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 75%. Our top five are now separated by 45 points exactly. That spread is up nine points from the end of last week. So the rich got richer in week 16. A lot of work to do for everyone that's behind more than a Thielen. Let me put it to you this way. After this week, there will only be 120 confidence points left to be gained in the playoffs. So look, we're looking at 256 between what's in week 17 and what's in the entirety of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. So in that frame, in that framework, like the person that's in fifth place, look at that, it's me. I have to gain 46 points on more than a teal and if I want to win this thing. So it's very small margin for error moving forward. In the hatbox pool, I sit tied for sixth place out of 39 managers with my 158 straight up wins in the 240 NFL games played so far this season. That is a clip of 66%, which would be again, an all time great clip for me personally. In week 16, I brought in 11 of the 16 games correctly. That's a clip of 69%, so a little bit higher. Shout out to our week 16 winners, and we've got two of them. Michael Marriott, whose name I've called a few times, and Bubsy, who I don't believe I've called this season. They both went 14-2 and two in week 16. 14 of the 16 games correct, a clip of 88%. Rel Eagles Fly remains our overall leader. 166 straight up games picked correctly in the 240 NFL games this season. That's a clip of 69% and it's right where you want to be picking games straight up. Our top 10 still separated by nine wins. We've only got 16 games plus the playoffs to go to make up that gap of nine games. It's a difficult task, but it's not impossible. Shout out to Teddy Ted, Michael Marriott, and Bubsy for winning week 16. 
and more than a Thielen and Rel Eagles Fly for remaining the overall leaders in the pools. For the last time this season, let's take a peek into Fantasy Corner, see how my four fantasy football teams did in week 16 action. Week 16 is widely considered to be championship week. And let me just point something out to all the fantasy commishes out there. If you run your own fantasy football league, and basically, let's be fair, most of us probably do who are listening to this, don't put your championship week in week 17. It's ridiculous. As a graphic example, if you had done that this week, Jared Goff owners, Todd Gurley owners, they're screwed because those players are going to be sitting. Or if you're in an IDP league and you've got Aaron Donald, again, he's sitting this week. You're screwing your best teams with the best players because players are going to be sitting in week 17. You don't do that. Nobody's going to sit players in week 16. That's why week 16 is the perfect week to have your championship. I will not join a league whose championship takes place in week 17. I will not do it. I refuse. If you're a fantasy player, you should also refuse because week 17 as your championship week, it's just a bad idea. Getting back to our regularly scheduled programming, how did my teams do? My teams showed up when I needed them to. Four and oh. I was in three league championships and a third place game. I won three league championships and a third place game. I won everything. In week 16, my team showed up when they needed to show up, when they absolutely had to have it, they did it. In the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football League, I was in the championship game against Anthony Cormier, and I won that sucker to win the league championship. In the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League, I was in the third place game against Chris Carter, Gracie Manor Ghouls, and I won that thing to win third place. I won two other league championships. Three of those leagues had cash prizes, which I'm cashing in on. It was a great week 16 in fantasy. How did your fantasy seasons end? Did you win any championships? Did you win any money? Let me know in the comment section below. And we're closing the door on Fantasy Corner for another season. And I'll take this opportunity, as always, to remind you that if you go to the description of the video file on YouTube or the description of the audio file on iTunes or SoundCloud, what are you going to find? You're going to find all my week 16 results. You're going to find my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 17. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pools for season six of my show and year four of Hatbox's Pool. Again, it's never too late to get yourself shouted out on the show. You could still get your week 17 picks in. And if you win week 17, you're going to get shouted out in the wildcard weekend episode of my show. So why not? Get yourself joined up, put your picks head-to-head up against mine. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page where we talk football all week. Great community. It keeps growing. It's awesome. We got all your favorite progs are there. Make sure you join that page. You're going to find information on subscribing to the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel. Content will be continuing all throughout the playoffs. Make sure that you subscribe to that page. We're doing, actually did really well for a startup season. I like to think we did well. We're going to be continuing on to try and just, we're just building a new channel, guys. So if you like football, make sure you go on, subscribe, get content from me, Billy B, the Hatbox Kid. Make sure you get on there.
And you're going to find information on NerdTees, nerdtees.ca. Promo code BWFINEST saves you 15% at checkout with free shipping in Canada on orders over 50 bucks. It's never too early. You're thinking about that Valentine in your life. What a great Valentine's Day gift. Give them some tea that they're going to enjoy all year long. NerdTees.ca. Promo code BWFINEST. All right, folks, so here's how week 17 is going to go. It's kind of going to be a reflection of the way we did week 16. The games of no consequence, and there are a few of them in here, we're going to talk about quick. Really not do any insight whatsoever. Boom. The rest of the games, if they have some reflection on the playoffs, that's the way we're going to frame it. We're going to frame how the Bridgewater's finest NFL playoffs are going to look at the end of this week. That's the way we're doing things. Let's get into the week 17 picks. And basically, as a little spoiler, my platinum, gold, and silver games are the games that are the, you know, win and you're in, win and you clinch, like the, the most, what I think are the most important games in week 17, not necessarily my favorite picks. So let's start in Detroit. This is going to be a quickie. Lions playing host to the Packers. Absolutely nothing to be gained in this game. Both teams are out, have no shot at getting into the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers are one thing when they have a quarterback whose last name is not Rodgers. They're a bad football team. They're on the road. Take Detroit here. I like the Lions at home to beat the Packers end their season on a good note. On the line, the Lions are favored by six and a half points at home. I think you take that. It's under a touchdown. Green Bay's offense, I have zero faith in it with Brett Hundley or whoever they're playing at quarterback that's not Aaron Rodgers. So take Detroit minus the six and a half points. Total in this game is 43 and a half. I'm sure Green Bay will score something. Detroit, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they get into the mid-30s in this game with a really good offense that's probably going to have the ball quite a bit. So let's go over 43.5 points in Detroit, Green Bay. Let's go to Indianapolis now. The Colts are going to play host to the Houston Texans. Another game that has no bearing on the playoffs whatsoever. Both of these teams are out just playing for pride at this point. I like the Colts at home. If the game was in Houston, I'd be taking the Texans, but it's in Indy, so let's take Indy in front of the home crowd to give the fans something to cheer about. Indianapolis at home to beat Houston. On the line, Indy is favored by four points at home. It is more than a field goal, but we're going to take that. We're going to take the Colts minus four at home against Houston. Total in this game is 41 points. Neither defense is particularly fantastic, at least right now. So 41 points, it's a low number. If it was a couple of points higher, I wouldn't do this. But let's go over the 41 points in Indianapolis, Houston. Let's go now to the site of the Super Bowl and a team that could potentially make it. The Minnesota Vikings playing host to the Chicago Bears. Now, at first you might think, eh, you know... It's Minnesota-Chicago, one team's going to the playoffs, one team isn't. This can't have any bearing on anything, but it does. Yes, it's true the Vikes are going to the playoffs. Yes, it's true that the Vikes have clinched their division, but what they have not clinched yet is that bye in the first round. As was pointed out to me on the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, the Carolina Panthers, of those three 11-4 teams, can apparently catch the Vikings. If the Vikings lose and the Panthers win, 
the Panthers could get the first round by. So the Vikings still have something to play for here. They can't just laze around and take this game off. This is a game that the Vikings should want to win to get that first round by, get one step closer to a home field advantage Super Bowl, the best case scenario for any team. So the Vikings can't simply let this game go. I don't think they're going to. Let's take Minnesota at home to beat the Chicago Bears and clinch that first round bye in the NFC playoffs. On the line here though, the Vikings are favored by 11 and a half points at home. And I realize why that number is the way that it is. It's worth pointing out, if Minnesota gets out to, you know, a couple of touchdown lead in this game, they could sit their starters in the second half at least for the start of the second half. This reeks to me of a backdoor cover for the Chicago Bears. So let's take Chicago plus 11 and a half at Minnesota because I just, I don't look at this game like it's going to be a blowout. So let's take Chicago plus 11 and a half. Total in this game is 39 and a half points. It's a super low total, but man, that Minnesota defense is incredible. So let's take under on that. Let's go under the 39 and a half points in Minnesota, Chicago. Let's go to New York now. NFC East matchup, Giants and Redskins. Nothing on the line here. Neither team going to the playoffs. Giants at home, but my God, what a dumpster fire this team has been. Uh, Landon Collins is now done for the year. Um, Eli Apple they just suspended and he's had a down season there was that whole Eli Apple is a cancer in this locker room like oh my god like is that just a scenario where you have to tear the whole thing down trade Odell Beckham for the world and 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 build again and that oh boy who knows it's possible anyways I don't think they trade I don't think they trade OBJ that's just that's just brain droppings we're going to take Washington here because top to bottom, Redskins are a better team, certainly right now. Even though they're on the road, let's take the Redskins on the road to beat the Giants. On the line, Washington favored by three points on the road. Giants a three-point dog at home, but you can't take them as far as I'm concerned. Let's go Washington, minus three. Total in this game is 37.5 points. Washington is more than capable of scoring 30 points on this defense, even on this defense, I should say. Let's go over on that. Let's take over 37 and a half points in Washington, New York. Let's go to Philly now where the Eagles have clinched everything that there is to clinch. Playoffs, division, home field advantage, buy in the first round. They've clinched everything. I wouldn't be shocked to see them sit starters. I don't think there's been anything announced to that uh, level yet. The Eagles are going to be playing host to the Cowboys. It's a division matchup. The Cowboys are a prideful franchise. They want to make a statement at the end of the season. Say, hey, we're going to be back next year. It's a good team on the other side. If I were the Eagles, I'd sit my starters. Just go into the bye. You know you're not going to have to play on wildcard weekend. So don't worry about it. Sit your starters. Don't risk injury. That would be the way that I would play it if I were the Eagles. Because I have absolutely nothing left to play for. There is, of course, the argument to be made that, oh, you want to go into the playoffs with as much momentum as possible. But again, I wouldn't risk the injury if I were them. So let's take Dallas here because I fully expect that's what Philly's going to do. So let's take Dallas, even though it's on the road in Philadelphia. We're going to take the Cowboys on the road to beat the Eagles. Cowboys are actually 5-2, and two, I believe, on the road this year. 
On the line, Philly's a three-point dog at home. Dallas actually the favorite in this game, so clearly that's what Vegas is expecting as well. And let's take that. It's only a field goal. Let's go Dallas, minus three at Philadelphia. Total in this game is 39.5 points. I think we go over on that because I think the Eagles, even with their backups, are going to score points on a Dallas defense that I've not been convinced about all season long. Dallas is going to score more. Let's go over 39.5 points in Dallas, Philly. Let's go to Pittsburgh now where the Steelers are going to play host to the Browns and poor Cleveland. Again, I said last week in week 16 that was going to be their best shot to not be an 0-16 team and they're going to be an 0-16 team because not only do they have to play the Steelers, but they're playing the Steelers who still have something to play for. They still have a shot at getting home field advantage. They've already got the bye and they got the bye wrapped up but they have a shot at home field advantage, and that is huge for the Steelers. The Steelers have to win and hope that the Jets upset the Patriots, but still with something to play for, Steelers are going to be in this game right from the get-go, and that is bad news for the poor Cleveland Browns, who will go 0-16. I like the Steelers at home to beat Cleveland. On the line, Pittsburgh's favored by 11 points at home, and I think they cover it. I think they dominate the Browns in this game. So let's go Pittsburgh, minus 11. Total in this game is 38 points. Pittsburgh might clear that on their own, so we're going to go over 38 points in Pittsburgh, Cleveland. But, of course, it's worth pointing out in that one, if the Steelers happen to notice that, hey, the Patriots are just destroying the Jets right now, no way the Jets are going to come back, Pittsburgh may rest starters in the second half, which could lead to a backdoor cover for the Browns. That possibility obviously does exist. I feel really good about that over. Maybe watch that line, but I still like Pittsburgh minus 11. Let's go to Atlanta now for one of the more intriguing games of the week. Falcons playing host to the Panthers. So, it's intriguing because it's a division matchup, of course. It's intriguing for Atlanta because it's a win and you're in. If they win their game... They're in the playoffs. It's intriguing for the Panthers because if they win and somehow Minnesota loses to Chicago, hey, bingo, bango, Carolina's got a bye week. And don't think for one second that a Ron Rivera-led team doesn't have that on their mind. Both teams are coming into this thing highly motivated. Both teams must feel like they need a win. Atlanta has to feel that a little bit more because they know if they lose, the door is open. But because of that desperation, the Panthers are actually in the driver's seat here. They know they're already in. They know if they win, they're probably going to have a great chance to maybe, hey, maybe get a home game or maybe not have to play the Saints who are also already in. There's things here at stake for the Panthers. And again, they could pop up and get that bye week. So there's a lot at stake here for the Panthers not the least of which being they can prevent that third division team, that other division rival, from getting into the playoffs. Because in a division game in the playoffs, anything can happen. Worth pointing out, at least to me, Falcons are only 4-3 and three at home this year. Panthers are 5-2 and two on the road. Panthers are the hottest team in this division. They've won three straight games. Atlanta lost in week 16, which opened this door. And I think the Panthers are going to kick them out of the door and potentially kick them out of the playoffs. I actually like Carolina here. Sorry, Hotbox.
Even though the game's in Atlanta, I'm going to take the Panthers here. I like Carolina on the road to go into Atlanta and really, really hurt the Falcons' playoff hopes by beating them in their home building. On the line, Atlanta's a four-point favorite at home, so clearly we like the Panthers to win as the underdogs. Let's go Carolina plus four. Total in this game is 45.5 points. I'm going to tell you to stay under on it. I think it's going to be a tight defensive football game. Two really good offenses, but let's stay under that 45.5 point total. Let's go to mile high now. The Denver Broncos going to play host to the Kansas City Chiefs division matchup here. And it's already been announced for the Chiefs. Alex Smith will not be starting this football game. Mahomes is going to get the start. This is something of an exciting moment for Chiefs fans, I have to imagine. The future at quarterback. They get a great look at him in a division game on the road. It's a very tough test for a young quarterback. But to my knowledge, KC has not announced that they're resting other starters. They're just giving Mahomes this start. So it doesn't strike me as, eh, this game doesn't mean anything. This game clearly does mean something to the Chiefs or else, look, They'd be sitting Kareem Hunt. They'd be sitting Tyreek Hill. And to my knowledge, they're not doing that. I certainly don't think the Chiefs want to go into the playoffs on a losing note because obviously they're not going to get a bye through the first round. They're going to have to play on wildcard weekend. If they win the game, great chance they get to play their game at home, which does make a difference for the Chiefs. Kansas City was 6-2 at home this season, only 3-4 and four on the road. So getting a home playoff game versus a road playoff game makes a big difference. I wouldn't want to be the Chiefs if I have to go into Baltimore and play the Ravens as a graphic example. Or the Jags, God help us. So I think Kansas City, even though Mahomes is behind center, I think Kansas City wins this game and I think I smell the winds of change in the Mile High City. Let's take Kansas City on the road in Denver as the better football team to beat the Broncos. On the line, Broncos are actually favored by three and a half points in this game. And I, I just, I don't know, that reeks to me of an overreaction. So let's take the three and a half points, take KC plus three and a half, since we like them to win the game. Total in this game is 38 and a half points. I think we go over on it because Denver's defense has not been the greatest this season. Certainly no model of consistency. We can say the same thing for the Chiefs. So I think there are points to be scored in this football game. Let's go over 38 and a half points in KC Denver. Let's go to Tennessee now. Titans playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the Jags on an odd week. Jags obviously have to feel at the very least a little embarrassed over losing to the 49ers. It's back-to-back -back road games for Jacksonville. There is no way the Jags want to go into the playoffs on a two-game losing streak. Five of Tennessee's eight wins this season have come at home, but they're on a three-game losing streak. They're barely holding on to the sixth seed. They've been passed by the Ravens, and they've got two eight and seven teams on their heels. Certainly no lack of motivation for the Titans. But again, I also have to feel no lack of motivation for the Jags either. Having lost last week, they have to play wildcard weekend. They don't want to go into a wildcard weekend game Likely, even though it's probably going to be at home, but they don't want to go into that game on a two-game losing streak. Mentally, you don't want to do that. Folks, I look at the Titans top to bottom. They don't look like a playoff team to me. I'm going to take Jacksonville here, even though they're on the road, but it's a division game. They know each other very well. 
I'm going to take the Jags as the better team top to bottom on the road in Tennessee to beat the Titans and knock the Titans out of the playoffs. On the line, Tennessee's favored by three points here. Again, I think that's an overestimation by Vegas. We're going to take the points here and go Jacksonville plus three. Especially after Jacksonville's head coach, Doug Marone, came out and said, quote, we are all in on beating the Titans this week. No starters will be rested. Total in this game is 42 points. I think it goes over. I think both teams are going to score their points. Jacksonville's just going to score more of them. Let's go over 42 points in Jacksonville, Tennessee. Let's go to LA now where the Rams are going to play host to the San Francisco 49ers. And don't look now, but the 49ers are the hottest team in this division, having won four straight games. And I am officially a Jimmy G believer. Look now, the Rams have clinched the playoffs. They've clinched the division. The Rams have a legitimate shot here at a home playoff game in wildcard weekend. And they're going to sit their starters. The Rams have already announced that Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and Aaron Donald, at the very least, will be sitting out this game. I don't know that I would have done that. To me, and I don't know why this is different for me, but it is. For a team that in the Rams that are not used to being successful, that have had this crazy turnaround from one season to the next, why would you not want to go into the playoffs on the biggest high that you possibly can, guarantee yourself that home playoff game. I don't necessarily know that they're guaranteed to have that home playoff game. There's three teams here at 11 and four. If they all lose, maybe. But if the Saints win and the Panthers win, and then they go to 12 and four, and the Rams have rested key starters and lose this game, and they go to 11 and five, they might have to hit the road in the first round and that's a problem that's gonna be a problem because why would you not want a playoff game at home i guess when you look at the record i mean look they're seven and one on the road so i guess maybe they just don't fear a road playoff game but again it just kind of smells to me like inexperience at success i don't think you would see say the patriots Again, they have to be the model here. I don't think you'd see the Patriots do the same thing. That's just my opinion. And in my opinion, Jimmy G wins five games in a row. I, I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the 49ers this week. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe it's a square trap, as they call it. Who knows? But I'm going to take the 49ers here on the road in L.A. to beat the Rams and guarantee that the Rams basically, in my opinion anyway, will have to hit the road in the first round. On the line, the 49ers are favored by three points, so clearly Vegas thinks they're going to sit more than just Goff, Gurley, and Donald. San Francisco favored by three points on the road. We like them to win, so let's take it. San Fran, minus three. Total in this game is 43.5 points. Originally, I was way on the over for this one, but we're going to go under, given that the Rams are going to rest some of their best offensive players in the second half of that game. Maybe they rest even more. Let's go under. 43 and a half points in San Fran, LA. Let's go to Miami now where the Dolphins are going to play host to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo still has something to play for here. They're not dead yet. If Buffalo wins, they need some help above them, but Buffalo could still get in. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all the motivation that the Miami Dolphins will need to keep a division rival out of the playoffs. Look, obviously, this is the AFC East. This is the division where every team besides the Patriots 
just fights for chicken scratch. And if this is going to be the Dolphins' chicken scratch, I think they're going to take it. It's in Miami. Buffalo, not a great road team. I'm going to take the Dolphins here in the upset. Dolphins beat the Bills and keep the Bills out of the playoffs. On the line here, Miami's a two and a half point dog at home. I like Miami to win. Let's take the Dolphins plus two and a half. Total in this game is 42 and a half points. I think you go over on it. It's two very comparable offenses that want to put on a good show in the last week of the regular season. So let's go over 42 and a half points in Miami Buffalo. And the last game we're going to look at before we get into the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week 17 sees the Tampa Bay Bucks playing host to the New Orleans Saints. And we can't look at the Saints as a team that has nothing to play for. Granted, look, Tampa Bay is not making the playoffs. The Saints, they're in. They're guaranteed to make the playoffs. But, sort of like the Rams, what they're not guaranteed is they're not guaranteed a home playoff game. And for the Saints, that does matter. It's nice that the Saints are guaranteed to be at least a 500 football team on the road, even if they lose this game against Tampa Bay. But New Orleans is 7-1 and one at home. That's a big, big difference. And you know, you know, New Orleans wants that home playoff game in the wildcard round. Guaranteed they want it. I don't think, since again, the way the tiebreakers work out, I don't believe that the Saints can catch the Vikings, even if they win and the Vikes lose. But what the Saints can do if they win this game is guarantee themselves a home playoff game. And the importance of that cannot be overstated. It's a division game. They know the Bucks really well. They know how to beat the Bucks. I think they're going to do exactly that. Let's take the Saints on the road in Tampa Bay to beat the Buccaneers. On the line, the Bucks are seven-point dogs at home. New Orleans, seven-point favorite on the road. I think you got to take that. It's the Saints only by a touchdown exactly. So let's go New Orleans minus seven at Tampa Bay. Total in this game is 50 and a half points. I think it stays under just because if New Orleans gets out to a couple touchdown lead, who knows in the second half, they could rest their starters. So let's keep it under. Let's go under 50 and a half points in New Orleans, Tampa Bay. All right, folks, here we go. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for the final week of the 2017-2018 NFL season. We'll start at the bottom with the bronze pick. 14-2 and two straight up. Just a great season for the bronze pick. 9-7 and seven against the spread, guaranteed to be over 500. And 3-12-1 and one on the over-under. And again, there's a huge chunk of my difference in the over-under right there. Like, that's nine games under 500. If I evened those out, got five of them, that would have me, what, 117 and 120. I'd be right there for getting over 500, but that's a huge chunk of my losses right there. The bronze pick sees the New England Patriots at home taking on the New York Jets. Patriots, something to play for at home. They are still playing, of course, for guaranteed home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. They still have to win in order to guarantee that, so... They're going to be motivated at the very least for the first half. So let's take the Patriots at home to beat the Jets. On the line, Patriots are favored by 15 and a half points. And this is kind of the same as the Minnesota-Chicago game. I expect this to be a backdoor cover. New England gets out to a big lead, sits some of the starters. Jets cover on the backdoor. Let's take New York plus 15 and a half at New England. Total in this game is 44 points. I think it goes over. New England could conceivably 
cover that on their own and then maybe again let the Jets sort of back into the game. I don't think that's exactly the way that it's going to happen, but you never know. But 44 points, not enough for me. So we're going to go over 44 points. Patriots straight up, Jets plus 15 and a half on the line, over 44 points. That is your bronze pick. My silver pick where I'm 13 and 3 straight up, 12 and 4 against the spread, and 6 and 10 on the over-under, sees the Los Angeles Chargers at home taking on the Oakland Raiders. And for the Chargers, it's very simple. They have to win. They have to hope Tennessee loses. I have Tennessee losing that football game, and I've got the Chargers winning this one at home. Chargers beat the Raiders, and via the Tennessee loss, the Chargers make the playoffs. So we're going to take Los Angeles at home to beat the Raiders. On the line, Chargers are favored by eight points at home. That's too many for me. We went with the Oakland underdog side last week and pushed on it exactly because of the stupid shenanigans at the end of the game. We're going to do it one more time. We're going to go Oakland plus eight at the Chargers because look, it's certainly conceivable that Oakland wins this game. So let's definitely take the eight points, Oakland plus eight. Total in this game is only 42 points. Honestly, I think it stays under. I think you have a very, very low scoring football game. Maybe something like even a, a 14-10 or a 20-14 or something like that. But I think Oakland covers and we stay under the 42 points. Chargers win straight up. Oakland plus eight on the line. Under 42 points. That is your silver pick. My gold pick where I'm 12 and four straight up, eight and eight against the spread and nine and seven on the over under, sees the Seattle Seahawks at home playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. And if you've been listening closely, you know that I have the Falcons losing their game to drop down to nine and seven to finish the season. That opens the door for the Seattle Seahawks to get in as the number six seed at 10 and six. It's a division game. It's an inferior opponent. Look, Arizona's gonna try to play up to this game. Arizona wants to win this football game just for the sake of saying, ha, we didn't let you in. We didn't roll over. This is gonna be a competitive football game. This is gonna be tough, hard-nosed NFC West football. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. They're at home. It gives them certainly an advantage. They're certainly the more motivated of the two teams. Let's take the Seahawks at home to beat the Cardinals. On the line, Seahawks are favored by nine and a half points at home. That I can't do because I think Arizona will still be motivated enough in this football game to keep it at least within earshot. So we're going to go Arizona plus nine and a half at Seattle. Total in this game is 38 and a half points. I don't think it sails one way or the other, but I will take the over on it. I figure somewhere between, you know, 41, 42, 43 points. It's enough for me to say, hey, let's take over 38 and a half points. Seattle straight up, Arizona plus nine and a half on the line, over 38 and a half points. That is your gold pick. And my platinum pick where I'm 12 and four straight up, eight and eight against the spread and eight, seven and one on the over under our only our second push in the platinum gold silver and bronze picks so far this season 
sees the only game we haven't talked about yet. The Baltimore Ravens playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals. Very simple for the Ravens here. Win and you're in. Tough AFC North matchup. It's AFC North football. These are two teams that respect each other, are going to play this game hard. Cincinnati wants to win this game because it hurts Baltimore's chances to get into the playoffs. But Baltimore, very simple task. Win and you're in. They're going to win and they're in. Let's take Baltimore at home to beat Cincinnati. On the line, Baltimore favored by nine and a half points. These lines are way, way too big. Cincinnati plus nine and a half. Tough division matchup. They're going to play each other tight. A.J. Green starting to get a little more involved in the offense, which is nice. Let's take Cincinnati plus nine and a half. Total in this game is 39 and a half points. I think you go over on it once again, just like Seattle, Arizona. I don't think it sails one way or the other, but we're going to go over a low number of 39 and a half. Baltimore wins straight up. Cincinnati plus nine and a half against the spread over 39 and a half points. That is your platinum pick. All right, folks, those are your straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 17. And for the last week of the regular season, it is time for the patented comment of the week. Not a lot of comments in the week 16 video. Obviously, it was Christmas. Not a lot of people hanging out on YouTube making comments on videos. I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday season. And now you're ready for some NFL playoff football that's going to be starting sooner rather than later. But the comment of the week from the week 16 video is going to go to my fellow NFL YouTube prognosticator, TJ Harmon, Rel Eagles Fly. I like the picks this week. Another tough week. And the playoff picture gets a bit more clearer. It may be week 17 before we know about the AFC conference. They're absolutely right. Too close to call with the number one seed on the line. Absolutely right. And both AFC South and AFC West could boil down by next week, if not this week. Well, they have. looks like they have evened out as far as who's going to win the divisions. But playoff implications, nothing decided yet, certainly in the AFC. Good luck this week and should be fun and very interesting. And I, I kind of liked the little English that he put on Vetti. So TJ Harmon, yours is the comment of the week from the week 16 video. All right, folks, we're done. That's the regular season. I had a great time putting these videos together for you, these episodes. I love coming on here for an hour a week and talking football with y'all. It's so much fun. I really, I love doing this and I hope to keep doing it for a long time. And uh, if anything, expanding. So who knows what next season will bring. But what I will tell you is next week, we'll bring you some AFC and NFC wildcard playoff videos. So make sure you come back for that. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. Week 17 is in the books and I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you again next week for Wildcard Weekend.